drinks. Take 1000. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of Press Connect with Field and Pals. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, and staying with us after the horrendous first episode. But no, thank you for being with us. You can listen to this via uh, uh, podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. Uh, but this one will also be a video as well that you can probably access on YouTube and also on the various social media platforms that we are on. Good afternoon, Hayley. Good afternoon, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Enjoying the weather here in Wales. That green grass comes from somewhere. Been really impressed from the feedback of the first ever episode of Press Connect. Some of the points coming through have been really interesting and I'm eager to start. Okay, well, it's Friday afternoon, it's light-hearted, <laughs> the dog's been walked and fed, the one child's at college, one child's at nursery, one child's at school, let's kick off. Um, right, why don't you kick off with, let's let's see what we'll do, we'll do something a bit different this week, because we have had different themes coming in and different things happening. Let's, let's have three issues each, and I've got some that I'd like to talk about, I'm sure you have, so you go off with your first issue, and remember... Uh, in an attempt to keep this below two minutes, we are probably around about 10 minutes now in terms of how we We do. did fail miserably last week for our two minute uh, <laughs> target. But yeah, we'll try and keep it spot on. I mean, and listeners the... should continue actually to expect us to continue to fail miserably every week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that really popped out to me this week uh, amongst the news was the fire at the DVLA. I do hope that they're all doing fine over there. It has had some interesting ripples within the ecosystem that is the automotive aftermarket in that it has been prompting um, a, a few challenges with our uh, registration number recognition and sorting out things like repair times and uh, repair times and, and sourcing parts. I do apologise. I've got um, an octonauts problem. Should we you do go and sort Sorry. the octonauts problem out? It's not a problem at all. Uh, well, I hope everyone is going to be uh, all okay at the, the DVLA. Um, one of the things that I'd like to talk about is uh, the Mental Health Awareness Week, which was from the 10th to the 16th of May. And it's good. It's encouraging that we're, we're talking about this subject a lot more. Um, we're seeing more content that we can access and we're seeing much more information in the various social media channels. Um, I think it, going forward, if we can get some of the media more involved as well and to run campaigns on those uh, types of things. Uh, oh, you're back. Apologies for that. No problem. I'm just saying, talking very quickly about uh, Mental Health Awareness Week and the importance of the fact that there is so much more information out there for people to uh, access uh, through the various, not only industry charities or movements like Men Able or Ben, but also there is a lot of good content out there for you to use either as an individual or within your workplace. Um, and I did say that I would like to probably see probably some more of the media just get a little bit more involved and just sort of drive forward some of some of their own uh, agendas on this on this very uh, very important topic. But uh, yeah, that's my point one. So uh, 
Absolutely, I completely agree with your thoughts there. And it would be nice to see more signposting to the relevant resources that are available. Uh, there are the resources on the NHS site, uh, Ben, our automotive charity, Menable uh, as well, which is another important resource. But we can't really stress the importance of reaching out and speaking to each other. Um, sometimes just having that connection, that catching up once a week, something like that, reaching out a friendly hand, it can make a world of difference. Yes, I, I totally agree. And throughout the last year, I think I reached out to a certain person in Bridge End on a Friday afternoon, uh, Friday evening. What are you what, what are you drinking, Hayley? Oh, really? OK. <laughs> yeah, you say Friday evening. I think it was 11 a.m., wasn't it? But we were at peak, <laughs> peak lockdown, peak lockdown. Uh, one of the other things that's happened to us at the workshop this week, part supply. We've, uh, we're quite interested today to find that a fuel pump to repair a Mitsubishi Shogun um, topped out at £20,000. £20,000. Um, client didn't want to go ahead with that repair. So is this something that we're going to see? Is this a sign of things to come? Are parts getting more expensive? Well, we're talking to market about the fact that what do what do motorists question? Do they question the parts cost or do they question the uh, the labour costs or MOT costs? But in that instance, you'd be questioning the part cost. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, book time was less than an hour to fit. Um, it did seem a shame to take this vehicle off the road. It had a surprisingly crisp interior. It was um, fairly well cared for. You know, it was a 2005 vehicle. Uh, but to see that the pump was both available and £20,000, um, I'm hoping that that's an outlier and is going to be a one-off anecdote that I'm going to be leaning on for dinner parties in the future. Is this uh, a call for help then for the aftermarket to come to your rescue? <laughs> what for this particular fuel pump well <laughs> the, the shogun is now a cube so um that particular ship has um that particular ship has sh sailed uh but uh parts availability is um of extreme concern to us in the aftermarket and this may also have a cascade effect on availability of quality used cars and as our dependence on private transport increases, as, as more people get back to work, uh, we may see motorists asking difficult questions whether to prioritise maintenance or repair. So I think some important um, communication with our motorists is in order about the uh, benefits of preventative maintenance that is going to be an important role for us to play. No, good point. I think it's I think we're well placed to do it as a trade as well, because uh, one of the things you and I speak about all the time, digital literacy, we as a trade have really come on uh, leaps and bounds, which brings me on to my second point, which is about the skill shortage and the fact that the government has announced um, a skills overhaul. I think only in England from what the Queen's speech has sort of uh, said. They're interested in the Queen's speeches because there's a number of things and then media pick out certain areas of it and skills was a, an area that, I saw and I, I saw it was identified. It immediately moves to something called a digital skills shortage, which the argument there is that actually there's no clear defined path in terms of digital. Because if you say, well, 
But why is there a digital shortage? Look at everyone, you know, uh, uh, someone said many years ago to me, it's the first time we're being taught on things by people younger than us, for example. <laughs> um, and I, I think the um, the key thing for me in, in the various roles and the, uh, um, uh, for the industry is to make sure that if there is funding for uh, people to go back to college uh, from what they were saying or for, for, for loans for what they were talking about is that the automotive industry uh, get his fair share. Well, with as you're right, uh, the speech did centre on what's happening in England because education is a devolved subject. So it is up to each devolved nation to work out the final framework of how they're going to deploy their budgets within their areas. So here in Wales, we have the personal learning account. Um, there are certain criteria that you have to meet in order to access that personal learning account. Uh, there is a ceiling for earnings and this is all available on the government website. And there are other criteria if you're on furlough or in an at-risk situation, you can access this funding. And this is then free at the point of consumption, uh, further education for adult learners. It's of particular interest to me. Um, I've worked with Welsh Government previously for EV and hybrid training, and this would key in very very nicely with the personal learning account and getting that communicated and how it can be accessed and the colleges on board will be a not an unsurmountable challenge uh, because we we have um, we have met that challenge before here in Wales and uh, delivered education free at the point of consumption. And in order to keep up with the developments of technology within the aftermarket, it is going to be absolutely imperative that we have the right skills for the right people. And also this will then protect work basic learning and bring on the apprentices of the future. Yeah. And, and digital and automotive they're not uh they are well, they are related or they will be related more and more so in the future it's an ecosystem and what we're seeing mm. is a cascade effect um so the world chip shortage is something that has been quite uh, a distraction to me this week i just can't stop talking about it and is this your point three I think it is. I think I've moved okay, into my go. point three. Yeah, uh, the world chip shortage, uh, which is affecting every aspect of our lives. Uh, computer chips are in absolutely everything that we use. I think the most um, widely accepted use of computer chips is in computers, um, smartphones, tablets, gaming consoles, but they're also uh, prevalent in toasters, coffee machines, and they are hugely impactive within the automotive industry. Uh, we have seen some car manufacturers book the trend that happened last year uh, where most manufacturers did cease their order of computer chips, which is now causing supply issues within the chain. But there are one or two car assemblers who really did forecast that this was going to happen and they stockpiled and their production is now proceeding uninhibited, which is a really interesting thing to see. I mean, that must be a great day for that person at work who <laughs> saw that that shortage was coming. Um, looking to the tech industry and publications like Reuters, which are um, uh, a great source of information of these world trends. We're going to be seeing this shortage easily into 2023 unless we can up production of computer chips for the demand. Speaking of uh, shortages and insight, if you look at the um, 
the point that I'm going to make is my third and final point, which is about Elon Musk and Bitcoin. What does that have to do? What does that have to do with the aftermarket? Right. Let me take you, let's take you on a journey. A few months ago, Elon Musk says uh, cryptocurrency is the way forward, pretty much. Then he says that you can use Bitcoin to buy a Tesla. Funnily enough, that didn't send Bitcoin rocketing. It actually sent it down. Again, what does Tesla do? Buys more Bitcoin. Then he came out yesterday and said, or yesterday or the day before, um, whilst I think cryptocurrency is still the future, I don't agree with its environmental impact in the uh, fact that you have to uh, mine Bitcoin and the energy that that takes to mine the Bitcoin is tremendous. Right. That surges, that takes Bitcoin on another drop. And again, lots and lots of comments on Twitter. Uh, but I think it does open up more questions in terms of electric vehicles. And, and if you compare that and its carbon neutral approach, if you look at it from a whole of life, does that apply? Does that it just there's just so many questions with these things. So um, that's what sort of got my attention in the last week anyway, unless you'd like to add something on Bitcoin. Well, it's a volatile market. It's incredibly sensitive um, to changes and fluctuations. Uh, overall, it still is in a state of growth and uh, it does take these hits and seems to be fairly robust and then recover from them quite quickly. But um, if you're going to be investing your own money in something that one man can take value off with a single tweet, um, I, I would definitely be using money that I can gamble with rather than something I was going to be putting my house deposit on or something like that. Um, again, the within the worldwide macroeconomics um, of how this affects the aftermarket, um, I, I think when there are huge, amount, huge amounts of change that can impact in the value of something, uh, people will then rely more on something that is known. And within mm. the aftermarket, I think we're going to see an aging of the UK car park. Um, whilst all of this plays out in California and um, all, all these changes are happening with uh, with with Bitcoin and Tesla. Um, yeah. I mean, there is so much we could discuss about that. We could possibly go on into the night and crack open a we beer, could. I think. Um, yeah, let, let, but... let's, uh, let me ask you another question then related to digital very quickly because we're running out of time. Um, hi, Poppy. Uh, in terms of... <laughs> in terms of uh what people pay with in terms of your business in terms of my business well that wasn't the first bitcoin purchase for pizza <laughs> right okay so i've think... not i've not been offered bitcoin or any uh cryptocurrency as of yet i would take it you know if you were offered yeah. it so yeah uh, well, yeah. the, the chap who um, sold pizza for Bitcoin, I, I believe he did quite well out of it. I'd have to Google it, I, you know, and see, yeah. see, see how that story played out. Um, but yeah, through the nature of Bitcoin, uh, we are. I, how far are we in the journey? Because there's there's not uh, any left now to find, are there? There's 20 million Satoshis uh, and 21 million, 21 million, sorry. And um, uh, we are... A supposedly halfway through another bull market so we shall see speak mm. to someone with no idea what they are doing yeah if you're going to invest in that i'd take some advice that's not this blog <laughs> <laughs> and yes we won't be accepting it at any time soon as payments 
Not just yet, not just yet. I mean, I have been offered other types of payment. Um, people have offered to exchange services, um, you know, as uh, people are hitting cash flow difficulties and some of the cash flow difficulties, especially if you are exporting or importing items, uh, they're quite they're quite real because while stuff is stuck at docks, it's not earning any money. It, it Things in transit do slow down um, cash flow, which is of real concern for some of my clients, particularly mm. if they are the small businesses. Um, I think the emergence of more financial products into the aftermarket uh, is going to be quite welcome to many households. Um, I'm unsure where Avia, my own workshop, is going to be positioned within that market just yet. Um, we're incredibly fortunate that a lot of our motorists um, have been motoring over the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're not returning to the roads and they're in robust employment situations. Mm. Um, but as a, a market as a whole, um, it is of concern to me how we're going to facilitate cash flow and keep people on the road. Yeah. When my dad was a painter and decorator and working uh, and he would decorate my house, I would pay him in hugs. And that, my oh. friend, is the best currency. Oh, can and I on that note, hugs. <laughs> <laughs> look after my PR. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friend, is the end of another scintillating episode. How long of... was our two minutes? How, how did uh, we do? I think it was about 20. Well, I did have to go and sort out octonauts. So uh, hopefully next That's... week we'll be a bit more organised. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's not make promises we can't keep. <laughs> Thank Brilliant. you. Thank you so much for your time. This is yes. Press Connect episode two. Please have a look in the links for any more signposting for mental health. And remember to reach out if you do need to speak to somebody. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.